once knew these two guys. Each, in their own way, had had it all. And blew it. Left with broken brains and battered bravery, having to find parts of themselves they had seen in film and cinema. But who were they anymore? If they were going to do this, it needed to be the most thorough search for identity ever undertaken. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast with your hosts, Ben Groves and Rob McFarland. This episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. Welcome to our weekly mental health check-in that we disguise as a movie podcast, because we can't talk about our feelings all the time. Welcome, welcome. In fact, we're men. We can't talk about our feelings at all. What we do instead is pick movies that relate to the feelings we're having and uh, talk about getting them that a bit way. emotional here, mate. Your yeah. emotions are showing. Yeah, Can we yeah, calm it down a bit? Bit, bit beta male of me. Yeah. Uh, b- b- uh, speaking of beta male, uh, <laughs> before we get to what we're covering, get fucked. Get fucked. I normally no no no. <laughs> Were you just about to say, speaking of beta male, how are you, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> Karate chop to the neck. That's that's the only answer to that question. Uh, how are you, beta? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fucked. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm yeah. doing good, man. I uh, I feel like. After being two years sober, congrats! I thank you, but I have an I have a new addiction, right? Which is you know, uh, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Came lovely, out. <laughs> lovely. It's I've had no time to play it, but the little time that I have mm-hmm. had on it has been extremely addictive. Nice, it's too much fun. I'm going to guess it's an asymmetrical horror survival game in the vein of Evil Dead or Dead by Daylight. Yes, it is. Yes, it is exactly that. Yeah. Except for, is there another kind of horror game except for Scare Cupboard? Hear me. Hear me out. Hear me out. Right. This one is different though, Rob, because it's not one killer versus four survivors. Oh, so played out. So boring. Mm. What this one is, is three killers versus four survivors. Wow. Right. New. Wow. What, exciting. What incredible reinvention, root and branch it's a, it's reinvention a, of the this, genre. This is what I mean. It's the rebrand we never knew we wanted, but we definitely needed. It's fantastic, right, man. Great. But now I'm addicted. Yeah. So any any time I'm going to get... The bank holiday's coming up. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are you doing on your bank holiday? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Brilliant. Get in my games. Let's go. I'm at, I'm editing this, so eat shit. <laughs> I'll be doing the videos. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sitting there being like, yay, video games, when it's not nine hours of editing fucking TikToks. How are you, buddy? I am so tired I could sleep on a fire. Mm. Warm. I, this, is, this is in, it puts me in mind of, there's a, a treasured memory of mine back when I was self-medicating my sadness madness with lots of Colombian marching powder. Mm-hmm. I remember sort of, I remember, obviously, I was conscious the whole time because I hadn't slept. But you know, you sort of, you know, and I'm mm. sure some listeners know, you stay up all, you stay, you stay up all night doing a shitload of drugs and drinking a lot, mm-hmm. and then at a certain point, both wear off, and that's when you suddenly are aware of Everything. where you are and what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of the gravity of the, your current situation of oh yeah. shit, it is Wednesday yeah. afternoon. <laughs> it's Wednesday afternoon. I'm in work and I'm mixing yeah. a, a single for children in need. <laughs> and 
There was like loads of Pudsy Bear merchandise around and I just had like corpse sweat on. Yeah. Sweating through my sh- my t-shirt, shirt and blazer combo that I decided made me look so snappy two days prior. Yeah, but it's also June and in the height of summer. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And in London, British summer is sticky. I remember getting home and just being the most tired man. Mm. And I do that. I, I feel like that now, except I'm I, there's no substances involved and there's no one eyed bear. Do you know what it? Do you know what it is, mate? I think that's a very normal thing. Like, there's people just get tired. It's just that they don't have that specific reference point. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think the reference point in that story is the bit that's different. Like, being this tired is, yeah, it's probably pretty fucking is the, normal. Is the moral of the story? It's just that after 15 years, I'm finally having to experience what tired feels like without yeah, being able to solve sober. it with chemicals. Yeah, because now yeah. there's no excuse for it. Now it's all on you. It's all your decisions. You decided uh, to stay up late. You decided to get up late. <laughs> now it's on you. No drugs. <sighs> Sucks, doesn't it? So these sleepy these sleepy bears have, have been lucky. These sleepy one-eyed bears mm-hmm. have been lucky because this week is the week that we get to try and snappily wrap up the plot, themes, and subtext of Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Christopher fucking Nolan! And frankly, I'm very glad that this 2020 film that was the first film that was released into cinemas post-lockdown in the pandemic globally Mm -hmm. has such an incredibly easy to understand and explain plot because my tired brain is so ready for this. I have watched this film four times, right? Yeah. It's not through choice, (laughs) but but more necessity because the first watch through, I was like... This is just James Bond if he was high as mm-hmm. fuck and was like, yeah. dude, yeah, that yeah. guy was running backwards. He's moving back through time. <laughs> you know, and everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, Sean yeah, yeah. Connery, calm down. You're 85 years old. This is your James Bond story five years ago. Yes. If yes. you've been, <laughs> been given the 007. All right, that's just knocked up my rate in a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is sort of double 007 double O, isn't it? Because it's forwards yeah. oh, and backwards the same thing. Nice. Yeah, nice. it's not my original one. Um, shall we break down this movie for for <laughs> yeah, those for it. those that haven't seen it? All right, uh, so I, let's try. Um, the future humans have turned on us. I mean, okay, that part was a little dramatic. It uh, was. <laughs> and it is. this might sound dramatic, and it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, current humans have messed up the earth, uh, and future humans have messed it up even further, uh, and they now despise us for it. A scientist in the future has invented time inversion to reverse entropy, sending the inverted backward through time. And what this means is time doesn't travel faster or slower. It just means that effect happens before cause. Yeah, you can essentially, if you're inverted, you now go backwards through time at the exact same speed that I go forwards through time. Yes, exactly. It's like rewinding a tape. And I'll come back to that analogy. Yeah. In a final bid to save themselves from extinction, future humans decide to reverse the planet's entropy, erasing all that existed in the past instantaneously. The idea is to let future humans move back in time, living their new future through time that has already passed in history. Yes, so they're essentially still in record mode, but they're playing the tape backwards over our lovely lives. Yes, trying to undo the climate damage. Exactly. Well, just just have a future, because the the Earth's going to be dead. There's no way of living 
forwards in time. They're going to have to just go back. Yeah. Uh, before this plan unfolds, the creator of the algorithm, fearing global doom, divides mm-hmm. the algorithm into nine physical parts. They're all sort of encoded in bits of bits of stuff um, and hides them across history and then ends her own life to protect the algorithm's unique code. Future humans eager to rebuild this algorithm identify big Russian baddie Andrei Sator as an ally and recruit him to help locate, construct, and transport the algorithm to the end of the world. They are able to communicate with him through uh, dead drops, where basically he will dig something up, there'll be some information in there being like, Hello, Andrei Sator, we knew that you were going to be digging here and now, so... Uh, leave so leave these items for us in a chest at these coordinates and dig up this spot on this date. And so what happens is when, it, when anything he puts in a box will stay there for a couple of thousand years. They'll dig it up, get the information or the goods that they need, and then they'll bury something for him to find in the past. It's all... But the stuff that the, stuff that the future humans are burying are inverted. So they're travelling back in time. They are. But obviously to Andre... Sator, yep. it's an instant drop because the stuff that he has buried is has been dug up in the future. The stuff in the future has yep. been buried thousands of years in the future, so it has travelled back to the moment. Thousands of years via yeah, inversion. Yep. Yes. We're, we're doing well so far. We're doing well so far. It's Tenet. in my head, and I'm the one that's fucking watched it, and I'm reading this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, good, good marks on reading. Thanks. Tenet, a special agency, aims to stop the algorithm's assembly and delivery to the future. And they employ a CIA operative who remains unnamed, but is referred to as the protagonist, played by John David Washington, looking so fucking fine Mm. that even my straight ass had to sit up and pay attention. Mm. My not-so-straight ass (laughs) was already sat up. (laughs) (laughs) Your not-so-straight ass was already starfished in Mm. anticipation. (laughs) I watched this film backwards if you catch my drift. (laughs) (laughs) a butthole winking like a rabbit's <laughs> nostril in the breeze. <laughs> this was oh. such a stupid joke. I knew it was coming and it was still caught me. Anyway, Neil and the protagonist embark on a mind-bending journey to find Sator and halt his apocalyptic plan. Neil is Battenson and he's a mate. Neil is Batson. He's a mate that uh, that John David Washington's protagonist recruits early in the film mm-hmm. uh, to keep in the dark and just generally be a useful, useful guy. He thinks he's MI five. He doesn't know he's put in touch with him. He's a useful guy. Yeah. And they go and embark on this mind bending journey. After traversing the globe and time, the protagonist discovers Neil has been in Tenet longer than him, current version of him, and has been in fact guiding him where he needs to go. They have a little bit where they don't trust each other and then they sort it out and then they do more incredible action things. They press on and they reach Stolsk 12, a secret Soviet city uh, built during the height of the Cold War to process nuclear materials. Doesn't appear on any maps. These are real, by the way, those secret cities. The mm-hmm. uh, Soviet Soviet Union just built them and then was like, there's no city there. It's like 400,000 people living there. Mm. This one got blown up uh, and it's where Sator's contact with the future began and it's where he's got, for all intents and purposes, the end of his plan where he's going to assemble the algorithm, bury it for the future to find uh, and sort of sealing the algorithm under the earth where it can't be rescued until the future and certain doom. And here 
the truth about Tenet emerges. Founded by the future version of the protagonist, he enlists Neil years later. Future versions of the two ensure Tenet's formation and thwart Sator's scheme, caught in an endless loop to ensure this mission is forever successful. Now, considering how incredibly well we've managed to sum up this <laughs> over three hour backwards and forwards through time grandfather paradox film. Yes. Uh in I what eight, nine minutes? I don't know. I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess you now understand this film. Did you get it I mean, did you? Do you? Because we've joked, we've joked about like, oh, what if what if Ben gets it on the first watch? I just need to know, did did you get it on the first watch? Okay, my first watch was difficult because A, <laughs> it's a very difficult movie. There's a lot going on at all times. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fucking everything about this film is, a, is literally an exam. Yeah, 100%. So that made it a difficult watch. But then also, I was texting you what I was thinking at the time <laughs> and my predictions. Yeah. And then you were fucking with me by going, no, that's not it. What are you doing? What are you, what are you even talking about? This isn't it. Yeah, but you weren't, you didn't tell me where in the film you were. So you'd go, oh my God, this. And I don't, I didn't know oh, if that's because so you, you didn't just know watched the if scene it was a prediction. You thought, oh, he's just yeah. saying that bit. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I, because I didn't know that, I was like, well, I have to deny it and claim that that's wrong. <laughs> Because I can't guarantee he's seen that. I can't be like, oh, it's a good scene, isn't it? Because then you'd be like, well, that fucking happens. Okay. I called uh, the the whole Washington fight in the protagonist fighting the protagonist in the in the vaults. Uh, another good friend of mine uh, called that as well. I, yeah. It's annoying when people call that because I, I didn't. I, I got that straight away. I also, well, the first giveaway is that Neil does fuck all about it and yeah. then says that it's dealt with. So it's either him or it's someone that he cares about or an integral part of the plot, right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it has yeah, to be yeah, either... I got, I got that. Yeah. Um. So I called that early on, and then you were like, no, that's not what's happening. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Where are you up to in the film? Have you met the, the villain yet? Mm -hmm. Michael Caine. And I was like, why is Michael Caine the villain? <laughs> he seemed so lovely. Why is he the villain? Cocaine's always the villain. <laughs> but it's sometimes not. <laughs> But it mostly is. <laughs> um, it presents like it's not, and then it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Before you know it, you're sweating in front of Pudsy Bear going, why has he got looking at me with his one eye? It is a toxic, <laughs> codependent relationship. That's what it, it really is. is. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, for the rest of my first watch, all I was thinking was, I can't trust any of my, mm. my prejudgments, and now I can't trust Rob or Christopher Nolan. <laughs> so what am I doing now? I'm just in a mess of forwards and backwards. Yeah. But I called some bits. The I think this is a hard one to get on the first one, first watch through. If you did, you're a fucking genius. Fair play to you. You are a wizard. Yeah, you are truly. I I, I, th I view this film. I I cannot defend this film against somebody who says they hated it. I think if you hated this film, you're right. Yeah, hundred percent. There's a lot to hate in this, and I think it's Nolan at his like indulging his worst impulses in a lot of ways. I can see that. It's a little bit of a clearing ground where Nolan's obviously had a lot of stuff in his head. And having seen Oppenheimer now, I mm -hmm. can see the purity of the intention of that film. Yes. And the the complete wholeness of it, I think is purely because he's had Tenet just beforehand, mm -hmm. where the last 20 years of unused ideas all get crammed into one film. This is Nolan clearing the slate and going, all the stuff that I've been plagued by and haunted by about wanting to get in a movie, yeah. I'm just going to cram it into this. 
and I'll make the plot make sense afterwards. I quite like that though. That's that's quite cool. Right. And I think I think it's a film of set pieces. You go from set piece one, two, three, four, five, end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those set pieces are fucking incredible. And the you've got films like The Prestige, which is a relatively sort of set piece light film. Okay. It's not it's not moving from section A to section B to section C. It it's all plot. It's all incredibly well tightly written. And character This is the opposite. And character development, mm. character, 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 character. Mm-hmm. The characters in here are 2D. The, the protagonist's backstory is that he broke his foot in basic training. That is it. On a parachute, though. On a parachute, it's, it's sorry, the yeah. It's small details that make the backstories, Rob, all right? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, these, are, these are all of Nolan's paper characters doing set pieces. But the set pieces are so visually inventive yeah and so incredible to watch Mm. and when you consider that this has only 280 vfx shots most of which are to remove like safety cables and fire extinguishers green screen was totally banned from this movie everything was done in camera that's awesome and you've got you've got cars you've got a plane you've got a plane driving into an airport building Mm -hmm. and it's not cgi do you remember um, in Inception with Ken Watanabe's character? He's like, "Oh, I just bought the airline." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was Nolan. He just bought a, he just bought a plane, strapped four IMAX cameras to it, and drove it into a fucking building. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, at this point, right? At this point, you're saying stuff that is literally incredible, right? But we've been doing Nolan, 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 right? Yeah, we've done his entire yeah. fucking filmography. And what I'm saying yeah. is that in every one, there is something <laughs> that is so outlandish that you, you go, holy shit, how can someone do that? But I've done that in every episode up until now. So the fact that you're saying that he bought a plane, bought a plane drove it into a building, I'm yeah. like, well, yeah, it's fucking Nolan. That's, that, I'm expecting <laughs> that of him now. Like if there's if, there's that there's that Stalin quote, isn't there? The death of one is a tragedy. The death of millions is just a statistic. Yeah. And I feel like it, Nolan's got to the point now where the stuff he does, I have zero frame of reference for. Yeah, there's none. Like, I don't... Uh, compared to, <laughs> I mean, compared to other filmmakers, yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. Compared to his yeah. previous work, it seems pretty much on point. Fair play. <laughs> well done for being as consistent as you should have yeah. been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but, but here's the thing. I think the plane gets a lot of play, and I think a lot of people talk about the plane, because obviously... The guy bought a fucking plane and crashed it into a building with four IMAX cameras strapped to it. Yeah. Incredibly impressive. Like you say, you expect that from Nolan. Yeah. But with Tenet specifically, I think every single segment has got something visually incredible in it. Okay. The car chase done in camera with cars traveling backwards. A backwards inverted car chase with people leaping from car to car on a freeway that they've, they've rented out eight miles of for months i have something to say on the car chase because first watch through hella impressive i was like wow that is fucking yep. dope to actually have that shit flying down the road incredible yeah yeah second watch through pay attention to the backdrop when they're <laughs> when they're in the cars and it is right you can tell that those cars are going about 12 miles an hour and then all well, the you sound might be effects, able to all the sound effects of the bah, bah, <laughs> and the screeching tires and stuff and i'm like but the the i can make out the trees 
I can make it. They're not like blurred. They're not, there's nothing. I can make yeah, everything okay, out very, okay. like, very clearly. This is about 15 miles an hour tops. And at that point, it snapped me out of it. And I was like, as, imp- as a man learning to drive, I can't. Yeah, I can imagine that that was like light speed for you. You were like, God yeah. did not intend us to go this fast. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, my driving is trying to keep speed. Like, uh, we'll, 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 we'll approach like a sharp right hand turn. He'd be mm. like, slow down. You're, you're doing 40. And I'm like, oh shit, I am. <laughs> and then we'll slow. The, I, literally, there was like a weird bit of A road. It was long and straight and a 30 mile an hour. Mm. And I was like, this is the slowest that anyone has ever traveled. Yeah. Because all the roads around you are fucking mental. This is why I hate driving around there, Rob. Because it's impossible to know. I got banned from driving for speeding. It's impossible for me to drive around your roads any faster than 30 because I don't know what the fucking limit is on any of them. They change <laughs> yeah, by like right. every hundred yards. It's a different fucking thing. It must yeah, be yeah, a nightmare. A thousand percent. But what so, I'm saying so as, is, a, as a non-driver watching the car chase, I yeah. wasn't struck by the lack of speed. I can see how that would be a bit jarring when you've got the yeah, vroom, vroom, the, and the guy's like doing like roundabout speeds. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, roundabout speeds is the best fucking way to phrase it. The speed of going through a roundabout—that's exactly it. But it it only snaps me out because the the sound cues don't match the visuals. Because I've clocked the background. There's an inherent comedy in that. Yeah, it's just it is very funny. However, I can defend this slightly. Yes, go, please do. Pattinson was Pattinson was driving the car. Yes. He was also driving the car with a full 360-degree motorised IMAX camera strapped to the hood. Well, then, yeah. So I he, mean, could, he could not see where he was going. That must be worth more than the fucking BMW that he was driving. That has to have been worth more. It's probably worth more than his life insurance for the this, fucking film. This mate. is what I'm saying, man. So, yeah, so going 15 miles an hour down a highway, fully understand it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I imagine Christopher Nolan was in the background being like, Robert, Robert, please speed up. He's like, no, Chris, Chris, I can't. Chris, I genuinely can't. I've got, the wealth, I've got the GDP of an African nation on the bonnet of my fucking car. <laughs> I'm not going any faster than this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. But that's not saying it's not a fun sequence, though. It's very fucking entertaining. The only, the only thing is, is once you see it, you can't unsee it, and then it becomes yeah, yeah. almost, like you said, almost comedy. Now you've mentioned it, I'm, I next time I rewatch it, I'm going to see it, and I'm going to hate you. I'm going to curse you. I know, I did, I, mate. I didn't want to bring this up in this episode because <laughs> the amount of people that get in touch with us saying, "Oh, I haven't watched this film in ages. I watched mm-hmm. it because I was listening to your episode. Thank you so much." If I drop this yeah. and then they go watch it and go, "I fucking loved that car scene," and now I can't watch it. <laughs> Because it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, we've been doing really well on numbers, Ben. You've just, you just, and every listener that's just tuned in has just gone, fuck those guys. Fuck that guy, man. <laughs> fuck that. I'm going to send him more owls. And what I'm going to say to that is, mate, that's what you yep. get for sending me all those fucking owls all week. How about that? <laughs> How about that? That's fair. How about that's that? That's fair. Our fourth kind episode did bring out the owl brigade. Yeah. Uh, bear my soul about a phobia and everyone fucking jumps on the <laughs> owl brigade and starts throwing <laughs> gifts and pictures at me constantly thanks speaking of fuck that guy though mm. Robert Pattinson in this film insane oh, I he is he is I mean I like the fact that Christopher Nolan fucked with him by casting him and then having his first line be we live in a twilight world <laughs> Oh, that's got a- <laughs> oh, Robert, do you want to be in one of my movies? Yes, I do. All right. Say the lie. Yeah, good. Say it. <laughs> Say it. Say it. Christopher, could this could this not be we live in a midnight world? It could be, but I don't want it Absolutely to Absolutely not. No. See, midnight <laughs> is too late for vampires, Robert. You should know this. Um, <laughs> what we're aiming for here 
his target uh, audience. Okay, exclusively vampires. But he's 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 a he's a smooth dude. This I I view this as everyone in this film is doing their very best James Bond audition. Mate, this is a fucking James Bond film. This is a this is a Bond film for nerds. This <laughs> it's like yeah yeah. It's people that are studying. Well, no, it's, to take it's, a spycraft exam, they should watch this and go. That's the exam. I I I saw somebody funnier than me make the observation that Christopher Nolan makes films about time the way Quentin Tarantino makes films about feet. Ooh. I feel like <laughs> I feel like if if Tarantino made a Bond film, it would be Gold Feet. And, yes. and this is this is very much this is very much Nolan's like we know what we know what that would be. It would be there's some sort of time thing. In, in Nolan's Bond film. So he basically yeah. went, well, look, if they're not going to fucking ask, I'll just make one myself. Yeah, this is essentially a fucking Bond film, and it's incredible yeah. for that reason. This is probably... Yeah. The fact that the protagonist isn't called James Bond is annoying, because if he was, this would be the best Bond film that exists. I think that's why he's called the protagonist, because yeah. Chris Nolan was like, he's called James Bond, but I can't use that name <laughs> for copyright reasons, so we're just going to call him the protagonist. I'll call him James. And every time John David Washington was delivering the line yeah, yeah. and said the words, the protagonist, Nolan's lips just went, James Bond. Just <laughs> soundlessly. <laughs> off camera, slightly off camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then James Bond turns to Vampire Boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he says... Yeah, it's an un... It's mm. it's a pound shop. It's a pound shop unlicensed copyright theft. James Bond. <laughs> it's the guy selling unlicensed merchandise outside of a concert on the curb. James Bond. It's exactly that. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's yeah, done yeah. really Let's get fucking your James well. James Bond film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your James Bond film out here. Yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. you see, you see it, or you see it on somebody. You go, oh my god, I didn't know they did that T-shirt. Oh, I picked it up outside a venue. Yeah, but the, like, the idea but it's is it's made really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea is, is that the T-shirt you buy outside the venue is a thousand times better than anything that you've seen inside the hall. You know what I mean? Oh, a hundred percent. Because yeah, yeah, the guys yeah. outside do not realize the profit margins on the, on the official band merch. They're yeah. like, oh, we'll make a two hundred percent markup. Yeah. Not realizing the band are making a four hundred percent markup. Yeah, 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 that's exactly it. That is exactly it, man. Oh, I, w- I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to make these t-shirts for less than £2 a unit and the, the band's <laughs> managers there be like, 25 pence, mate, or fucking take it or leave it. <laughs> um, so, I, Pat, Pattinson's incredible. He is. He's getting fucking, us back on the track. He is mind-blowing in this film. I didn't realise he was this good of an actor. Like, I've seen him in stuff and I was like, oh, he's pretty good. Yeah. Batman. He's, he's great in Batman. He's quite, you know, moody broody. Um, Have you seen Good Time? No. It's, uh, you know, the guys that made Uncut Gems? Yes. Not personally, but yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> so the film they made before that was Robert Pattinson, and it's uh, he's very, very good in that. Okay. I need to give it a go, man. And also, in his defense about the Twilight movies, that dialogue is fucking dog shit. The fact that we were able, even able to finish the films is because of his acting. Yeah. I d- he's in a film that's with um, fucking Pierce Brosnan, and it turns out that it's a 9-11 film. And I can't remember what it's called. Oh, is it the one in the back of Limousine, the Cronenberg film? No, it's where he's, it's where he's in the Twin Towers as the plane goes into them at oh, the end. That's the whole God. twist. The whole twist is he has like a troubled oh, relationship God. with his dad, who's Pierce Brosnan. And at the end of the movie, uh, his dad works in the Twin Towers, but is late to work one day. But Robert Pattinson showed up on time because he, you know, he's trying to make an effort with his dad. And then... I mean, that's such an easy twist. 9-11. Can you imagine 10 Cloverfield Lane ending that way? Can you imagine the audible (laughs) groan of everyone in the cinema just going, oh, fuck off. (laughs) As soon as that twist came out. Dude, after that, I was like, I'm good. Um, But he is is fucking incredible. 
Going back quickly, though, just because you were talking about... We can do that. It's Tenet. We can go through back and forth through time anytime this is, you like. See, this is what I mean, man. We're, we're free to yeah. play. This is our pincer attack on this <laughs> Te- review. This is our temporal pincer movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, I think that this film is written for Reddit and Redditors. And that isn't an insult. It's not an insult. No, I... Please go on, because you are, I, I know this from the research I've done, you are 100% right. It's Yeah, I don't see this as an insult at all. Like I not, even, not even an, an opinion thing. This is, this is a film meant to be enjoyed once you've left the cinema. Exactly. The ideas in this film are so complex yeah. and so mind-bending, yeah. and half of them have no conceivable answer, but are so fucking fun <laughs> to debate. It's exactly just that. made as like, it's, it's almost its own platform for debating... Time travel and inversion and yeah, yeah. the grandfather 100%. paradox and, and free will. It comes back to my point about this being Nolan's purge. Yeah. And him sort of doing his shot enema where he's always played with time. And there's a real, it's a real simple conceit. He shoots on film. When yeah. you rewind film, you see things move backwards. And it's just going to be him going, what can I do with that? Yeah. And what he can do with playing the tape in the wrong direction is Tenet. He filmed all of this twice. They would like the fight scene. They they oh. shot the fight scene forwards yeah. and then they shot it backwards. They uh, the interrogation scene, mm-hmm. right? The interrogation scene, they filmed it with all the dialogue forwards. Yeah. And then they filmed it with all the actors delivering their dialogue backwards. I, I... Kenneth Branagh Kenneth Branagh learned his lines in reverse in a Russian accent. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin on this. Because that... Imagine going from Dunkirk, where you're playing <laughs> the guy on the mole, right? And you've just yeah, yeah. successfully got 338,000 soldiers off the beach and you're sticking around to help the French, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's your role. <laughs> British yeah. nationalist, proud as fuck. You've saved some lives. Yeah. Now you go to Russian villain. Great jump. Yeah. But also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just a jump. It's also about time travel. Also, you're trying to kill yourself, but not too soon. Also, yeah. also, you're in, you're one of the most violent domestic abusers. You're the worst film. fucking <laughs> husband that's ever existed. Just a disgusting <laughs> yeah. piece of shit. Now learn it backwards. That's such a fucking jump from Dunkirk to that. <laughs> There's an incredible photo of Kenneth Branagh with a whiteboard. Mm. So you know the window where him and John David Washington are talking through? Mm-hmm. Underneath the window on the side, you, on Branagh's side, you can't see. There's a giant whiteboard yeah. with all of his dialogue spelled out phonetically. Right, So that okay. he can go, net right. And it's like one, two, three, and he's literally glancing down and then doing the line, but doing it backwards with a Russian accent. It's fucked, man. That's fucked. I, I couldn't even do that in my own Kenneth voice. Branner, Kenneth Branner is an absolute fucking machine to be able to act as well as he does in this film. Titan. Like the hatred in his eyes when he puts that cufflink through the belt. It's disgusting. That is fucking literal, literal goosebumps yeah. because of how disgusting he is in that fucking moment. The the bit yeah. where he's uh, 
he brings Kat into the warehouse just before the interrogation mm. scene. Brings her into the warehouse and he's like stroking the guns and being sort of like, see, some of my favorite pieces that you didn't destroy. Yeah. And then just fucking... This is how we make our money. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what you're not willing to confront. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then fucking lamps her. But it's, it's when she's on the floor, he's booted her in the stomach and yeah. she's like writhing around in pain like fucking it's horrible to watch really painful to watch but then you've got him going yeah fucking spitting at her and and sort of debating whether to stamp on her face holy shit man it's terrifying terrifying it's awful he is incredible though and if you're going to talk about character in this film Mm. there's very little that you can you can go on because all of the all of the characters are so thinly drawn they have to be. It's a story about time travel. You can't give them backstories. But Sator, Sator's got depth, and it's all mm. it's all delivered again through Kenneth Branagh's eyes. Yeah, no, I whole. <laughs> That's all agree. the backstory, all the subtext, yep. everything you need. There is there's five or six different eight minute scenes of dialogue delivered with a with a glance with Branner. He's a fucking beast. It's the moment where it's a good thing as well because you can't hear any of the dialogue. <laughs> Mate, the audio in this, what the fuck is the audio mix? It's I can explain the audio. Fucking deafening. When you said to me that yeah. you text me this at least five mm-hmm. times, loud <laughs> subtitles, and I was like, fuck off, mate. It's a f- I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm not gonna be distracted by reading at the same time. I'm dyslexic. It's gonna take me longer to read the fucking sentence than to look at the screen. You know what I mean? But anyway, yep. I tried it. <laughs> Ignoring your <laughs> advice. I tried it and was like, I've heard nothing. I don't know who's saying what. I don't know what's going on. Yep. Because I have my headphones on. As loud as possible. Painful. Mm-hmm. Literally painful. <laughs> so I had to go yeah. start it again with the subtitles. And then I started to get the gist of what was happening. But there's mm-hmm. there's moments like the torture scene on the train tracks. The fucking train. <laughs> Dude, I watched this like I'm lying on my bed. Yeah. It's late at night. I've got my headset on. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, okay, fucking hell, this is brutal, he's being tortured. You can hear the trains in the background, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. And then it goes in to rip a tooth out and the loudest train in, in human history just fucking <laughs> screams across the screen for about yeah. two and a half minutes. It's ridiculous. So you remember in Dunkirk, uh, especially as we edited the highlight clips, mm-hmm. that the aspect ratio keeps changing, right? Oh, don't. That pissed in me Dunkirk. off so much when I was doing the videos. It is incredible. <laughs> yeah. When it was cutting between the shit on the water Fast cuts, and the shit in the yeah. air and the shit on the beach yep. and all of them are different fucking aspect ratios yep. in the bin. But that's but that's because any scene with dialogue or, or the, the parts of the scenes that are primarily dialogue, he mm. wouldn't shoot on IMAX because IMAX cameras are so incredibly loud. Right, okay. It's like eight gaming PCs strapped behind a lens. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just Fair fans <laughs> and buzzing, right? <laughs> So a huge part of the audio mix on this, Nolan doesn't do automatic dialogue replacement. The actors never go in and redub their dialogue ever on a Nolan film. Okay. The the dialogue you hear in a Nolan film is the dialogue that was delivered on set or not okay. at all. So he opted for the not at all for like 80% of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He basically said, I'm going to shoot this in IMAX because yeah. it looks incredible. Yeah. I'm going to preserve my actors' performances because my actors' performances are incredible. Fair. And the dialogue will not be caught 100% on the first time. But again, he's not making a film. This isn't a, a, a film for the ears. This is a film for the eyes. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't really mind if people didn't get all of it the first way through. He's like, it needs to be impactful. 
And you got Ludwig Göransson, man, going. What more do you need, motherfucker? The fucking soundtrack to this film, mate, is unreal. I've been listening to it almost nonstop, like on the drive to work, putting the fucking Tenet soundtrack on. Yeah, it's a, it's a fucking game. Man. I drove I, this morning. I drove to work in reverse, fifteen miles an hour. Felt like I was doing two hundred. It was great. You should have seen the look on everyone else's faces. It was fantastic. <sighs> yeah, it uh, th- look. There are mistakes in this movie. There are from 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 a, as a grand concept. I don't think it works as a plot or as a character thing. As as visual fireworks and visual candy, it's incredible. There's problematic bit. I mean, look, this is his first movie since Dunkirk, which was a Tory conservative wet dream. Mm-hmm. The wettest dream, in fact, because we we agree it was the wettest film ever made. And mm-hmm. he cast an Asian he cast one of his first Asian actor or Arabic Asian actors mm-hmm. in one of his films. What's he going to play, Ben? In Tenet. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who crashes a plane into a building. <laughs> The guy who hijacks a plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's at moments like that I go, Christopher, mate, did, do you need to have a word? I think there was a reason. What have you been reading, Christopher? I know, I know. It's like, he does explain it quite well, though, because he's like, it's not even going to make the news. No one's going to die. It's yeah, it's going to yeah, be yeah. a quick expedition. And if expedition. it does, we're going to write it off with this cover yeah, story. And it's so just it, it this... makes sense. It, it does, sense. but you are right. I was a little bit like, oof, bit on the nose. <laughs> I have seen this film four times now. Yep. And each time I each time I watch it I notice something new which you're going to do yeah. forever because this film is jam fucking packed like as in Yeah. I think this I think it's almost to a detriment of how busy this film is. Yeah, oh it is absolutely to its detriment. The pacing is hard to keep yeah. up with because it is yeah, yeah. it is essentially just a hundred percent from get go. It goes Warner Brothers yeah. logo, Syncope logo, one hundred percent for two and a half yeah. hours roll credits, yeah. and it is just yeah. constant. Like you you don't really have time to process any of the information you're being given or any of the wildly outlandish scientific theories that you're being given <laughs> because you're already immediately onto your next fucking phase of yeah. here's the next huge amount of information that you need to understand this story and then also yeah, yeah. here it is again in reverse uh you okay do you follow good because here's the next bit <laughs> again I, I and this is why i believe he came up with the set pieces and yeah. when what do i what does the audience need to understand for this next 10 minutes to make sense right does the okay. visual tricks okay does the whole thing of like okay this is going to happen now yeah, yeah. there's going to be a boat going backwards and a guy doing pull-ups and you're then going to realize that he's backwards mm-hmm. and that he's had to do those pull-ups backwards and all this sort of stuff yeah, yeah. wow now what do I need to explain for the next shot to make sense? How do you do a pull-up backwards? Right, exactly. I was John David Washington because <laughs> I've got no fucking clue. Isn't it just a normal pull-up? <laughs> no, because he because he he walks up to it normally. Oh, right, okay. In, and my, see, in he, my mind, he jumps. <laughs> he, he like he, he like the the gravity of it's backwards. I got no fucking clue. I thought you meant like. You just cut to him doing a pull-up, and I was like, "It's the same forwards or backwards. You're just going up and down, mate, like this." But it's it's the it's the mount. It's the getting on right. that he manages to somehow nail. I'm like, but that's not how gravity works, John. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, now I feel silly for bringing this one up. I've done. I had to do research into this 
Oh, I had to do a bit yeah. of it um, because it's a fucking nightmare. It's exhausting. It's yep. very, very, very busy. The end scene, the yep. end fight scene, where the the pincer Ooh. movement actually like comes into play, and you've got the blue team yep. and the red team, and the blue guys are going backwards, and the red guys are going forwards. You know that scene, like every single extra is there, and they're all ex-military because they were in the desert for ten hours in full combat fatigue. That's Negative. amazing. That's actually amazing. <laughs> That's genuinely, genuinely incredible. The only like, problem there's not I have a single, with it, there's not a single bit of okay problem. The only problem I have with it is that they use a tiny, tiny bit of fabric on their arm to differentiate whether they're going forwards or backwards or whether they're good or bad guys. Yeah, and so it is yeah. just a mess. It is just a mess, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what's happening with whom, who's going forwards, who's going backwards, who's no tenet, who's Sator. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. People with more time on their hands who have not touched a boob in about six or seven months have gone through that scene with a tooth comb, mm-hmm. and someone pointed out you can you can see Neil running one way while he's running backwards when he's trying Fuck to get off. to the bomb. Mate, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous, man. And I'm sat there being like, how can you differentiate the, anyone in this fucking scene? The only reason I say it's ridiculous is because that is so impressive that someone can go, <laughs> that person there in the background, yeah. behind the explosions in reverse and the people yeah. shooting each other in real time forward motion, that's yeah. Neil. And then go, but also... IMAX cameras, mate, you can zoom in. This is Neil, (laughs) and he's going forward in this bit. And it's like, what the fuck are you even talking about, buddy? I'm just jealous that I can't do that. (laughs) It's a very convoluted, very busy, very messy film. Pace is very punishing, I think almost to a detriment. And it's it's a... Yeah. By the end of it, you're exhausted, right? Yeah. So I went to do some research on it, and I'm not going to lie. I really enjoy theories about the story and the science and mm-hmm. the the pincer movements and sort of you know fun little things that you can you can watch the okay. film with mind right so i've bought some yeah yeah i bought some here for you that we can go through hit me hit me with the fan theories all right here's a fan theory right this one's very yeah. popular you're gonna have heard about it but i've got a little bit on it uh neil right. is cat's son max but grown up been you recruited see, i into hadn't heard i hadn't heard that Okay, so the, the and it kind of make it kind of makes incredible thematic sense. It does, but the timelines are off. So you see, that annoys me because it feels like the sort of thing that Nolan would do. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's, the fact that he hasn't, I'm like, did he just not think of it? No, I I think he did think of it, and I think he left it in a like ambiguous on purpose so people could play with this idea. And then the non boob touches figured out that it wouldn't work out mathematically and ruined it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You keep saying non-boob touches. I'm genuinely jealous of these people, and you're like, (laughs) (laughs) just Just touch some grass. Like you don't need to go through frame by frame. Grass is overrated. Show me Neil forwards and backwards. (laughs) Every scene. (laughs) Not even joking. Send it me. Get in touch on Insta. Um, So Neil is cat's son. Max. Timelines are off, but it was a fun thought experiment, right? But yeah, it's fun. So the idea is that Max grows up, uh, gets recruited into Tenet. Obviously, when he's been sent back to guide the protagonist through, he's changed his name so that he's no longer Max, obviously immediately recognizable. Um, But then you look into it a little more and Kat is very posh, very British, right? She is, yeah. Okay, so very posh and very British. Bear that in mind. What's Max short for? Uh, Maximilian? Maximilian now, posh, British. 
what do very posh and very British people do yeah. to their kids? Fancy names, make it French. So what's the French, Maximilian? I've just watched Patrick Melrose and you were like, what do very posh British people do to their kids? And I was like, let's, Ooh, yeah, let's, let's go not down do that this dark Let's not yeah. do that one. Uh, uh, <laughs> so French for Maximilian would be uh, Maximilien. Maximilien. Uh, yeah. Reverse it. It's the first four letters. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, N E I L. Oh, Neil. It's, it's a little bit the number twenty-three, but uh, okay, it's a I can little see bit. why it's there. Well, let's get more number twenty-three. Because, <laughs> <laughs> buddy, the next one, Barbara. You know the scientist who mm-hmm. shows yep. the protagonist the reverse gun and the the. Yeah, yeah. How how en- reversed entropy works, yeah, what inversion I mean, is, things travelling backwards through time, effect coming before cause. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, some might say that she knew a little bit too much about it. Hmm? Right. The theory is, is that she is the scientist that invented inversion technology. Algorithm. Uh, the algorithm. Absolutely not. And killed herself. Absolutely not. Hear me out. But the way that she knows so much about it now is that she was fed this information from her future self so that she could dedicate her life's work to figuring out the algorithm in the hopes that it would be able to be changed. Absolutely not, because this is a Christopher Nolan film and that's far too much agency for him to ever give a female character. Oh, yeah, good point. Good point. So, <laughs> I was about, I was really not. looking forward to a back and forth. <laughs> you've, just, you've just fucking nailed it. All right, fair play. No, absolutely not. All right. No, no, no. Um, so the protagonist. Yeah. You know the fake suicide pill? Yeah, at the start, during the train. Yeah, CIA issue and all that bullshit and blah, blah, blah. It's the train, it's the fake pill. Yeah, yeah. Sator somehow yeah. gets his hands on a CIA issue suicide pill, right? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So the theory is, is that the protagonist had planted it mm-hmm. on his boat or on Sator or given it to Sator at some yeah, point yeah. without Sator realizing it's from him because the protagonist knows it's fake and that it won't kill him. Yeah. It'll just knock him out for is a few days. Is it not his mate? Is it not the is it not the very same pill that his mate gets taken out of his mate's mouth? Because there's they, they, there's two that get kidnapped, right? And then one gets tortured mm-hmm. and passes out, and passes out. That's where the protagonist and gets then, his and suicide then, pill and from. He, and he gets he gets his yeah he gets his pill stolen from him yeah. by the Russian dude yeah, yeah right. And I thought the pill that the Russian guy steals from John David Washington's protagonist yeah. Is the pill that Sator uses? Have, have, have I just no? He spits it out on the on the train tracks, man. Because those those mercenaries that are torturing mm. the protagonist early on are hired by Tenet. That's the Tenet test, right? Okay, so they're fine, not they're fine, not Sator's guys. Yeah, I just okay, fine. It's a good fucking thought though, because I I thought I thought the same thing uh, on the first first watch through. But the the pill that Sator has, the protagonist has gotten it yeah. to his possession in some way as a failsafe. Yeah. Because not that he doesn't uh, trust Cat, just that if Cat fails and ends up sh- like you yeah. know whatever, then yeah. he won't die. So the the bomb would have never triggered. That's and quite the, clever. And the only reason the bomb triggers is because Cat goes back and actually does kill him. Yeah, but without that thing, uh, do you want the best one and by far the most interesting one for me? Yeah, go on then. Inception, Interstellar, and Tenet are all in the same universe. Okay, this is te- this is like tenuous as fuck, but it's so fun. Let your That's mind. Te- this is tenuous. This as is fuck. tenuous as fuck. Let your mind wander, though, right? Right. Okay. So uh, Neil and Barbara are related, and they are <laughs> the kids. Absolutely not. <laughs> from Inception. Like I said, it's tenuous. Absolutely but fuck not. it. Let your mind wander. Come on. Come with me. Come adventure. Be my Neil. 
be my Neil. Come on. Okay. So there's that, right? But then, yes. what's the premise of Interstellar? That the Earth is ending. Yes. And that yes. they're running out of options and that they're doing all this, that and yeah. the other, right? But okay. Yeah, so, so, you, so you're, saying, you're saying that Interstellar, the plan to save humanity in Interstellar fails. No. And they then have to invent time travel. No. I'm saying that NASA are doing that plan in secret, but it's for the benefit of humanity as a whole looking Absolutely to like not. shift out. But whereas there is a there is a sub-faction of future humans that are actively Absolutely going against not. this and they're like, fuck the past, we're just going to reverse everything and go back. Absolutely not. And it's like two competing forces to save the Earth. No. Why? No, this is the picks. It's the uh, no. It's too tenuous. But it's fun. I'm not. How, I'm, That's fun. Yeah. It's a Nolan verse, yeah. man. Come on, come join me. Ah, uh, I, lo- I, I, uh, One of the reasons I love Nolan is that it's not an interconnected universe. Yeah, of course the day not. that he brings in an interconnected universe, I'm like, no, nah, I'm out. Sorry, yeah, bud. You just sorry, bud. Anything that brings anyone joy, you're like, no, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna. Speaking- I'm gonna go listen to. <laughs> fucking 80s matchbox beeline disaster because they broke up and now no one can enjoy them yes exactly <laughs> uh speaking speaking of ruining fun mm. i'm going to give you a game do it would you like to play a game what a setup uh, for a game oh i'm gonna ruin your fun brilliant thanks mate yeah. <laughs> do you want to hear some theme songs for popular movies backwards and try and tell me what they are a thousand percent that sounds incredible right so wait you say popular movies don't do this because your popular movies and what you deem a popular movie because you and your fucking edge lord seven friends on reddit have all seen it and been talking about it for a month all right fire in the sky and fourth kind <laughs> uh fourth kind did all right 50 mil yeah all right fair enough admittedly fire in the sky i'd be surprised if that's been watched 100 times this year globally okay listen to listen to this this is playing for the uh for the listeners at home oh is that somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me is that it <laughs> it is. Fucking ace. It is. Well done. I love this game. Smashed it. I love this there game. There we go. It's the drums. Right, I could hear the drums. Yeah. Dum, ga, dum, ga, ga. Yeah, fucking great. Okay, go so on. this one's going to be a little bit harder. Oh, fuck. Okay. Turn it up a little bit. Oh, I've got it. Jurassic Park. Oh, no, 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 no. Nope. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. Sorry, I heard his, the fucking his. trumpets uh, <laughs> rising. It's Star Wars. I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's very right. Here's how it should have sounded. Right, are you ready for the third and final? Hit me. Okay. Here you go, babe. This is my drive to work. Yes, it right. is. In reverse. Yes. Fucking banging, man. <laughs> and it's a bop in reverse as well, right? Mate, it's fucking <laughs> sick. <gasps> That's actually wicked. There we go. I love this game. Can we please do this game some more at some point <sighs> in the future? We can do this game some more. Because this is really Hell fucking yeah. fun. Um, we, should, uh, we should do Primer if we want to do more backwards in real time, time nonsense. Got you. 
Let's do it. We are squeaky on time. We but are squeaky. I would feel I would feel bad if we didn't do comment corner. Yeah, I got some bones to pick on comment corner. If I'm honest with you, mate. Um, <laughs> do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I got a few. I got yeah? a few. We got a message on TikTok from Jamal Mia. Okay. Jam Almia one. Okay. Jamalia. Jamalmia one. Uh, just watching your it's latest. Like watching clips. me trying the- to read. You trying to yeah, pass this? Yeah, username is this so what difficult. it is? Is this what you go through when yeah. I'm struggling? Yeah. God, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamal Mia One got in touch to say, "Just watching your latest clips on the fourth kind, and it's bringing so much back because we watched this film in science in year nine because our teacher was ill, so the substitute <laughs> teacher put this on, and it scarred people, especially the shooting scene." <laughs> Can you imagine? That substitute teacher fucking hated kids. He was just all like, fuck these kids, man. I don't... I I want to imagine the degree to which that substitute teacher, halfway through that film, just realised they may have fucked up bad. Oh, man. The (laughs) fact... He is... It, that is a core memory for so many people <laughs> because some and substitute also, teacher was like fuck teaching today can't be asked yeah you're all watching fourth kind but also also like put it on in re fair right put it on in religious ed whatever sure science the fourth oh, yeah. kind <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking incredible holy shit man what school did you go to my school was rough but fuck that's incredible. We got one more. Uh, two Eyes Ian commented on our Interstellar clip that keeps going and going and going mm-hmm. uh, about Interstellar. I'm sure this movie, and the reason I bring it up on our Tenet episodes, because it's relevant. Uh, two Eyes Ian commented, I'm sure Interstellar is another victim of the grandfather paradox. He had to give himself the coordinates for NASA oh. in order to be the pilot who goes into the black hole who gives himself the coordinates Ooh, to NASA. That's a good point and ultimately makes the film kind of pointless. <laughs> <laughs> Not unlike Tenet, see, because if the future humans well, destroy the fucking past, no future humans. But I think you just got to be comfortable with the paradox. And, I, and I, I, think, I think you have to accept the fact that for us, it's a paradox. But in the universe that the film exists in, paradoxes can exist. Sure. And that's what you have to do with time. If you're going to do anything fucky with time, you have to get comfy with paradox. Sure. Speaking of getting comfy, (laughs) allow me to just relax into your comment. Because I know where this is going. Because I know the week we've had on socials after the fourth kind went live. Yeah, I know. And you're a prick for encouraging it. I only saw the story that you posted like 23 (laughs) hours after you posted it, you dick. So... As we spoke about in the fourth kind, I have a, I am phobic of owls. I am genuinely yeah. cannot handle owls, right? Massive eyes, no. fixed in place. They can see into your fucking soul from any angle. It's not, yeah. it's not okay. You can't snap their necks. And it's not clever. They just refuse to snap. <laughs> so everyone, everyone this week supporting mm. us on socials thought it would be hilarious to start getting in touch with owl puns. Uh, yeah. We were tagged in a couple stories, you know, if people listen to the episode, our fun episode, whatever, and they were hiding owl emojis around the so screenshot. Good. So I, like, at work or so if I'm busy, good. I'm, like, liking it, and then I'll share it to the story. And then when I get home and I sit down and I go to post something else on Insta and I'll flick through it, and I'm like, was that a fucking owl? Uh, I can <laughs> never go back and check. Like, that was it. It was just gone. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was too much. But then we've got uh, on so the uh, a couple of comments on the artwork for the episode. 
Final Girl Hannah has come through with Owl Be Giving This One A Watch. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. Thank you, Hannah. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, Major Park can get in the fucking bin. He just commented a gif of a massive eyed owl twitching its neck. And that was it. There was no there was no words, there was no nothing. It was just hysterophobia. Enjoy it. So Major Par, I love you dearly. Uh you are one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my entire life, but I will set you on fire the next time I see you. It's just, it's not a threat, it's just a fair warning. It's coming. All right. I love you, but also fuck you. But I love you. That was this week's comment corner. If you want to be part of next week's corner, you know what you got to do. Find us on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or Bebo or Friendster or Discord or any of the many, many social networks that we post our content to. Yeah. Drop us a comment. Interact. Ask how we're doing. We're friendly dudes. We would try and reply to every comment we get. Uh, obviously, when we get like Interstellar's on, uh, there's that one clip that's on like 500,000 views now. The comment, I can't reply to all of them, especially seeing as a lot of them are very similar to comments we've already had. Uh, get in early is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the best call to action you've ever done. Just leave us a comment. You know, we'll get back to you, whatever. It is first come, first serve. It is first come first serve though. <laughs> three days, I'm three days. I'm emotionally moved on. All right, that's what you get. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah. But do reach out to us. Uh, follow us on the Discord or whatever. Jump in. We're going to be watching. I'm going to be streaming more movies in the Discord. I had some fun with Tenet yesterday. Yeah, we we watched Tenet the other night. Yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute fucking pleasure as usual. Ben, ben mm? just quick question. Mm. What are you rating Tenet? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not my favorite nola movie it's it's like it's it's impressive yeah and it's great yep and it's yep exhausting yep um visually very impressive story arc mm-hmm. very impressive G- actors very robert impressive pattinson. robert pattinson yep. kenneth branagh fucking incredible yep. washington fucking incredible um like seven. 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 Seven's fair. Seven's fair. I, I think I'm going to go with, with an eight. It's... I struggle to escape into this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not an escapist movie. It's it's a very much sit up, pay attention. You're going to miss something. Yes. And yeah. for me, liking liking little intellectual puzzles as I do with my films, I love it. I love the twisty turny. I love the hang about what's going on. I had the privilege of this uh, was one of the first things I did after lockdown. Uh, I'd been living by myself. Mm-hmm. I was having a rough time and booked myself in to see Tenet at the cinema. And when I went, it was the middle of the day on a work week. Still the height of lockdown. People weren't that comfy coming to the cinema. Yeah, yeah. I walked into the cinema and I was the only fucker in there. Oh, God, that's the fucking dream. Right. So, okay. At a certain point in the film, I popped out, topped up my drink, got another popcorn, sat back down in a different seat. Ooh. I openly vaped through the entire Ooh. film. Just filling that room with clouds, Ooh. right? I was not nicotine withdrawing. I was double drinked. I was double popcorned. Goranson's score was going... I was like, yes, this is sick. Didn't understand a word of it. Yeah. Didn't catch a word of the dialogue. Yeah. But fuck me, the eye candy was great. Fucking awesome, and man. look, I'm a simple man. All I need is a real plane driven into a real building captured on film. 
and I'm happy. I mean, there's a few examples of that, Rob. <laughs> I don't think you should be promoting it. If I'm honest with you. <laughs> Guys, we love you so fucking much. Thank you for everything recently. It's actually mental. We're trying to keep up with everyone and everything, but it's difficult. It's all at once. It is all at once. It's everything, everywhere, all at once, and we are nowhere. Welcome to the joke. Neverwhere. Sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Join us next week. We are keeping what we're doing secret, but uh, we are heading towards the countdown towards the end of Christopher Nolan's current filmography. We are I'm heading really towards Oppenheimer. This, I'm sad I know, about mate. this. I've, I've actually done really forever. fucking enjoyed it, man. I've, I yeah desperately tried to get you to change your mind about it because i hated him <laughs> but i've had so much fucking fun with it and 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 look we we've got some we got some good things planned for afterwards don't we worry do. super fun but that's not even that's not even next week that's a week after next it is but before that there's another film that i feel like if we're covering one we need to cover the other and that's all we'll say for now Oh, well, I mean, that's giving it away for a fucking start. Like, the, the entire it may month. not be, may not be. Depends <laughs> if we can get the material. <laughs> it might be a massive misdirect. <laughs> I'm going to audio clip but this, ben, I, make a video. I, I do. Let me know in the comments if that was ridiculously easy or if you don't know what he's on about. Just, just let me know for my own sanity. Love you. Yeah, Thank but you. Ben, it may not be that. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, that's yeah, going to be a right, massive misdirect alright edit that exactly. shit out yeah. reddit yeah edit, yeah. <laughs> reddit. Uh, reddit in, the me- in the meantime I am going to cosplay a society and tell you to do what society always tells everyone <sighs> to do forgot. and Ben okay. is going to have forgotten for the third time in a it's row a new thing. that we now end the episodes with a little inspirational speech that he's now going to have to take on the themes subtext deep character development very clear. Stop mounting up the pressure, buddy. <laughs> Just fucking do. Dude, you- it's, they've given us an hour of their time. You, think- you need to repay them with do, some inspiration. Do you, do, right? Come on. I'm pulling some out of my ass right now. Let's go. I'm just going to tell them. <laughs> this <is too> much <laughs> I'm going to tell them to consume. Tenet teaches us a few things, right? It teaches us a few things. Let us all bear in mind that the future can weaponize the past. So every decision, action that you take in the present right now can be weaponized in the future. Just bear that in mind. Let it help you guide you from day to day. I don't really... It might do. It might not do. I don't know. There's something about a temporal pincer. Don't pincer yourself. It's probably the main lesson. (laughs) It's probably one of them.